Welcome back to Last Night Recap, the show that takes the Americas and EMEA Apple EDU chat and recaps them in a serious but not way. I'm your host, Martin Coots, and if you're listening to us on this Blue Monday, hopefully we can brighten up your listening pleasure. I'm joined, as always, by my friends and colleagues. Let's start with someone who's had a bit of a dodgy tummy. Hey, Matt. <laughs> Hi. Just I, I just thought, you know, Johan and I talk about the weather, so I thought you and I could talk about bowel movements. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, some people, some people don't want to hear about bowel Maybe not. I mean, it is a... It you is can a always beat. make a visual on Twitter about that, but I don't this know. This is very true, uh, yeah. Please, no. <laughs> anyway, Matt, you've had a wee bit of food poisoning, but how are you feeling? I'm I'm fine now, just a little bit, uh, a little bit sore. Um, don't make me laugh because my ribs hurt. But, we'll but do that, our won't best. Be, that won't be difficult with you guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to say. Is it, it, is it the oysters from your anniversary or what? Uh, <laughs> no, it was uh, curry from an airport. So, oh, yeah, you were... so you you went for curry at an airport? Oh, I was on the way. Good back. choice. Good I choice, was... mate. On the way back from a, a breakaway snowboarding, and then oh. there we go. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a good time away? I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fell over good. less times than I fell over the first time I went. So well, that's that, a that's, that's a benefit. Yeah. So between your bad knee and falling over, and then having sort of uh, a, a, a dodgy curry, everything else okay? <laughs> everything else is good, yeah. Good, good, glad to hear it. <laughs> We've been hearing them speak already, but I think it's time for weather chat with myself and Johan. Hey, Johan. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Oh, I'm tired, it's black and no snow, and I'm just, you know, I can't take it anymore. Well, you've had a lot on your plate over the past couple of weeks and months. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we got... Uh, sold my company got sold and uh, we're now uh, a part of i don't know eighteen thousand employees within a big 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 company Uh, so you went from being the big fish in a small pond to being a small pond in a big fish definitely yeah no i I think it's a really good thing uh we are we really autonomous the management team and they're they seem to be really good owners so uh i'm happy about it Excellent. Well, congratulations. A lot of work. Absolutely. But the benefits have paid off. But the question on everyone's lips, uh, Johan, is how's your weather? My weather is uh, the worst I had in, like, my lifetime, I think. Wow. That's that's a a really depressing way to kick off the uh, the show. Oh, sorry about that. (laughs) Well, you know how it is when it's been black. Welcome to last night. (laughs) No, it should be snow. It's not. So what can I say? I'm Swedish. Well, this is this is true. You could have a trampoline blown across your motorway as it as uh, happened in Ireland today with Storm Brendan. Uh, oh, that, lost, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was a trampoline going across going across the, the motorway in Ireland. Uh, at, that was... at least I don't have ash in everywhere like in the Philippines. So uh, well, I'm this happy. is true. Yeah, this is true. So. And the second question on everyone's lips, he's been quite silent because we're not actually sure where he is. It's Mr. Kurt Kleinen. But hey, guys. How are you? Good, good, good. The weather has been beautiful over here. Um, so, beep, 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 yeah, no. <laughs> We've had 17, uh, 17C, so um, nice. almost about 70. Oh. Uh, I had 14B, nine. but then I moved into uh, 18D. So. Oh, Okay, yes. I, have, uh, I thought you were plus in 19F. 273 yeah. Kelvin, so what, what can you say? Well, that's, you know, absolutely. Um, Warm and sunny to describe it for a That's like zero. <laughs> yeah. So I think the, the question everyone wants to know after the, the weather chat, Kurt, is where are you? Well, I thought I would go back to the roots. So maybe Belgium. with that clue. Well, no, <laughs> different roots. Okay. Uh, well, I was gonna. I was gonna say, is it? it was it the, the program with uh, Levar Burton? But no. no, that's that's a slightly different route. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you want to take a shot at this one? Um, are you in the deep south? No. Oh, okay. So the roots, I guess you're in. <laughs> I love where it all sta- where it all started. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could think of it like that. I was more referring to the band, uh, the roots. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, they are local. I, they are local, yeah. The guys that play with uh, Jimmy Fallon. 
Exactly, but I'm not in New York. Okay. Mm. But so you're not far. From? Yeah, they're from. No, not that far. Exactly. <laughs> We're yeah. in uh, Philadelphia. I thought good place yep. to uh, kick off the um, official first chat of the Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Sounds good. And I saw you. Uh, I saw you. You redid your office. I did. I did. It's uh, it's time to like get a few things going and change it up. Um, and it's I, almost I, like New Year, new office, new goals. Oh, maybe, maybe. Well, I like to like change the theme a little bit around uh, every now and then. Um, and the link to Belgium and, and Philadelphia uh, is definitely in it this time. So it's cool. French red right now, or what? No, not French red. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Talk about a way to kill a chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Anyways, down, man. Kurt, I'm let's, down. <laughs> yeah, let's move on quickly. Why don't you tell us what's coming up in this week's episode? Um, this week's episode starts off with the hashtag of the week, which is... Um, specifically for you guys, I think it's going to start um, next week, I think. Hashtag bet 2020. Yep. Yep. Starts on Tuesday. Yeah. And that's not betting as in gambling, but uh, yeah. the actual educational fair. Um, also not going to bet, those kind of things. Um, and the other hashtag we want to keep shouting out for this year is the hashtag last recap 2020. Um, for you listeners who want to reach out, ask us some questions, join in on the conversation. And joining in in those conversations this week was about New Year, New Goals. And that was hosted by Jacob Woolcock and Sabe Gnam, I think. I think Nanam. Nanam? Yeah, I think it's Nanam. Even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the America's Chat was Activate uh, Learning Through Movement. That was hosted by John Smith and Ben Kalb. That's the guy from Brain Waves. So shout oh, yeah. out to Brain Waves if you haven't listened to his podcast. Um, some really good and interesting things. Yeah. So that's what's coming up. Um, Excellent. Martin will tell you more about the tweet of the week and what's happening at EMEA. Okay, guys, let's, uh, as Kurt said, we've got a pretty nice chat to go through in Mia-wise. Um, as he said, it was New Year, New Goals, first chat of the year, and it was superbly hosted by uh, Jacob and Sabe. Uh, start with the Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week comes from uh, fellow Martin and fellow Scott, uh, Martin Willis, who's ADE 2017. And I just wanted to bring this one up because... Um, We've all been doing our ADE Reflections videos where we've been looking at the power of the community and the fact that we work together. And, you know, this this uh, podcast is all about working together and, and building these communities. And um, the question which we are going to recap was all about what was your one that got away project in 2019 that you hope to develop in 2020? And Martin's uh, tweet was in reply to that. And it, it's quite apt given what we're doing. He said podcasting. He started a podcast series with his student digital leaders and he interviewed a friend of the show, Rachel Smith, at Lanks Last Rage and planned to host an ADE each month. However, time got the better of us and he's definitely keen for a relaunch this year. So we'll put a link to Martin's Twitter in the show notes and if you would like to be a, a an interviewee in, on his podcast. I think get in touch with him. He's always willing to share some things. Did a great showcase at the um, at the ADE Institute this year. Just a, a great guy. He's about two hours uh, down. Uh, works with a really good friend of mine, and just a he's he's just a he's just a naturally nice guy. Um, and I think he's definitely someone that you want to to make a connection with. But so how can guy, we keep keep pushing him a little bit? What's his Twitter handle? Uh, so we at, can reach out. Yeah, to him. exactly. It's at Mr. Martin Willis. As I say, we'll put that into the into the show notes. And I think if we just keep poking him every now and then and say, "Have you podcasted yet? Have you podcasted yet? Exactly. Have you podcasted yet?" It's the same way I do with uh, with my children. Have you t- cleaned your rooms? Have you cleaned your rooms? Have you cleaned your rooms? <laughs> Eventually, I I end up doing it for them. So, I mean, the, the same technique has got to work here, don't you think? Yeah, and and Martin um, Martin Willis. Then. Which one? There we yeah, go. exactly. Um, he should just he should he should just ask Siri to set him a, himself a reminder. Now he should, he should absolutely. That's the you know a high telephone. Tell me to remind me to to reach out to ADE's interview. Exactly. 
Anyway, let's get on to the question to discuss this week. As I said, it was all about that one project that got away in 2019 that you hope to develop in 2020. Matt, you have never been one to shy away from doing projects. I think there was a time last year you were churning out a book every 45 minutes. Um, what was, what? I mean, you took part in this chat, but what, what, what are you hoping to do this year that you maybe never got round to last year? Uh, I think for me, it's it's really building on what what I sort of shared at Institute last year, which was the whole idea of community um, around teacher education. And um, I was talking about it with with some people today, actually. Uh, but this this idea of, of the schools having a deeper understanding of what the trainee teachers are capable of doing, so that they can feel more assured, to let them have a go in the classroom, and try and break down this barrier of um, the mentor in the classroom having to be the person who sort of dictates the the, the journey and, and the, the way that they travel yeah. on their teacher placement. Um, lots of the schools quite openly know that their, their use of technology is still very much ICT focused and not mm-hmm. around teaching and learning. And, and obviously what we focus on in uni is around teaching and learning. Um, and so it's just trying to sort of bridge that gap so that they can um, have a have a better understanding and more trust in the students. So really, it, it's about engaging in that face to face community, getting more mentors into university to see what students are capable of doing, um, be that through RTC sessions, um, be that through just getting them into workshops alongside the students when we're delivering sessions. Um, mm-hmm. But that's definitely something I want to work on for the duration of this year going forward, yeah. And are those sessions, is that your, your kind of starter for 10, if you like? Are those RTC sessions, those connections you make, are they your, your kind of, do you then go through and find a list of mentor teachers that you think would be ones to contact? Or do you have a, uh, do you have a, a, a preconception of, of who you want to work with, who you want to connect with beforehand? So the, the new model of, of teacher training that we're looking at is to work closely with uh, lead partner schools. And we've got five lead partner schools schools and then their okay. role is to disseminate some of the things to the schools that they work closer with so the these five schools are kind of an extension arm of the university should we say so that it's more okay. more joined up so it's not you know they do something in university then they go to schools and do something this partnership is about the schools and the university working together to see what's best for the students so i thought well there's an opportunity there to kind of piggyback on on that connection get those five schools on board get them to yeah. see what's possible and then and then see if they can sort of help develop the community on their end when they're out you know because they talk to each other a lot more than we talk to them yeah they'll be at general training sessions together you know hub meetings all those sorts of things so that's the plan nice well we'll keep uh we'll keep checking in with you to see how that's going and see see how it's getting there um... I'll, I'll write a book about it also Oh yeah, I, I thought you. I, I, I figured you probably already had the skeletons of one laid out. You just needed a, you know, you just needed the content to start to to, yeah. to fill it out. Thanks. I was expecting um, a good cookbook about really good curries, but yeah. yeah. But I don't think he knows where to find a good I curry. I think that's no, no, no. That's why he's making a good, he's making the cookbook so people don't mess it up anymore. So. Kurt, what would you say to teachers who have maybe get started with projects and haven't been able to get to them for for one reason or another, and they're maybe getting a bit disheartened? How do you you kind of reignite that fire to get going again? Um, oh, I've, I was one of those teachers who specifically over the summer made like a whole list of these are the things I'm gonna redo for my classroom, and I'm I'm gonna rewrite certain things, and I'm gonna record some videos and. And all of that, and then the end of the summer approached, and and the school year started, so nothing happened. Um, yeah. What I've done for the past few years is just start with something simple. What's the smallest thing I can do? And um, now with computational thinking, it all brings it back to chunks, bit by bit. Like, what can I do now, today, mm-hmm. in like five minutes? Um, if it's just jotting it down and, and having a list um, so I can see it and it's in front of me, um, that's what's been helping me a lot. 
Uh, just okay. like when I, like right now, I was I'm designing the playground for um, ISTE um, this year, and I'll I'll start instead of saying, oh, I have to do the whole playground, which is very um, daunting, and mm-hmm. and it's a, a massive product uh, to to take on. I would say, okay, um, what if I would do a book cover? And I will start with the book cover, nothing else yet. I know, or come up with a theme, or do a brainstorm with just the activities, and that's that's it for the day. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow I'll start looking at it again. And from one comes the other. And once you're in that flow, um, you start to see the finish line. And once the finish line is is very clear, um, you just know you're going to hit that that target and and that mark. And then the big day is there. Setting yourself a deadline, of course helps um to get that out and yeah i feel like it pushes my creativity a bit too um and and yeah just those small small steps cool but isn't that weird uh, kurt that we always say with our students that we want to fail fast and we want to get feedback really fast and we don't Mm want to do too much but then when it comes to ourselves uh because we were in maybe a more traditional learning environment yeah. when we were younger we we're not really there and i think that's important what you're saying right now we should treat ourselves as as we are trying to treat the students that we're working with oh, and, of course totally agree and, on that <clears throat> and from a psychological point of view usually you say if you do good things you will feel good about yourself yeah uh, the, you know, like a sm- when, you, when you're happy, you're smiling. But if you smile, you become happy. It's the same thing here, I think, which is really important. Yeah, those small if, things, they seem manageable. And then exactly. when I get them done, I feel like, oh, look how far I got already. So exactly. it keeps me motivating, keeps me going. And it's easier um, to ask for feedback. I'm coming yeah. back to your um, fail fast um, quote uh when i do a brainstorm i'll brainstorm with multiple people i'll go shopping with ideas say what do you think of this is this too yeah. far out and then someone else will will add to it or minimize it a little bit um or make me think in a different way about it and then i don't have to redo the whole thing where previously i would think that i would need to rewrite my whole workbook then present it to the principal or my students and then get feedback and then it might have been that the at page three, there was a, a big mistake. So now I had to redo the whole project and, yeah. and I would feel really down on that. So yeah. small steps, instant feedback. Um, that's the way to move forward. Yeah, I think so. And is that the approach that you take, Johan, when you, when you are going for a project like this? Do you always break it down into bite-sized chunks or do you, do you kind of start with the big picture and then take it from there? Of course, I always start with, you know, like a vision. That is uh-huh. really, really far away, and I know maybe I can't do it. But, but you know, like I want to change the lives of all my students, something like that. That really yeah. gets my heart, you know, like into what I really want to do. But then, yeah, of course, exactly. Yeah. But then I, I do what Kurt just said. I, I put it down to small bits, yeah. um, overseeing, and I start doing something. I was actually looking at all the reality shows, uh, not the ones about people but the ones that are on discovery uh and on you know animal planet and everything yes yeah all those shows are about people that are creative and i think that teachers are very creative people and there's some kind of satisfaction when you just do a little thing that makes you do another little thing and does it like a chain reaction and i like that yeah yeah and i love that and i think that's really important because we like I said, we feel good about ourselves and that mm-hmm. motivates you to keep on going. And it's not like a j- huge project that you have in front of you. I think what we do all four, that we have these big things like Matt, he's writing a book, but he just starts with a little thing. Yeah. Hopefully, Matt, maybe you should tell uh-huh. me if I'm wrong, but you start with something little that then... Or you take some an idea, like you said before in a couple of episodes before, you have an idea that someone did, and then you get an idea from that person, and then you build upon that thing, and so on and so forth. And I think that's important as well. So community, Matt, um, yeah. I would say, 
And I think it's important. And uh, just small steps, in, a, in like Kurt said, I think you right. What do you think, Martin? Yeah, no, no, I I, I agree with um, everything that's been that's been said. I think it's I think it's difficult to or it's easy sometimes to get bogged down in the particulars that you sometimes lose sight of what the overall goal is of your project. Um, you can sometimes be you know, you can you can be worried about how this is going to look to, to someone, how it's going to look when someone downloads this or when they read it or when they listen to it. But I think if you if you remember that if you remember that that final destination, if you remember where you're wanting to go, the, the journey is sometimes a big, big part of it. But but making sure that what you're doing is manageable and what you're doing, you know, ties in. I like the idea of deadlines. I'm trying to make this year a, a year where I start to to look at um, deadlines in a little bit more well detail for for lack of a better word where I, I can actually make sure that I'm setting myself a realistic target I know when I want to get something done because um, I I have found that I don't work well if I leave myself a kind of wishy-washy open goal of oh you know by by the end of by the end of Easter I'll have done XYZ it's it's beginning to get to no if I if I break this down to um, if I break this down to end of January, if I break this down to to end of February, so on and so forth, I know what I want to achieve by that time. I know what I'm, I maybe want to to have done, what I want it to look like at that point, and then I, I think it's going to be a lot easier for me to actually, um, ad, you know, achieve something a little bit more tangible, um, this year. So, yeah, totally agree with all of that. Nice. Right. Okay. Um, the weekly and recap for that will be in the show notes as normal. Um, when we come back, Kurt is going to be having a look at um, an active um, recap of an active chat. So we'll be back after this little jingle. and it's time to get active or it was time to get active as martin just said right before the jingle um it was an active chat um with nine questions guys um nine Ooh. yeah and it were more challenges from um taking a picture leap year yeah exactly <laughs> must have been something with the leap year or i was looking at my device upside down but i i double checked it it was question uh nine instead of question six it was hosted oh, wow. by john smith so maybe um, John is always in for some uh, active and fun uh, chats. Yeah, John. John likes so, doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, I heard exactly. That the Belgian iPads, when you turn them around, they don't switch around. It's just set. That's like... because the country's split up in a few parts. Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Over here, I don't have that problem. Um, in, oh, okay, no, good. <laughs> no, mine's the US one now, so that's not a problem anymore. Um, activate learning through movement. I thought it was going to be about um, mobile learning and and um, at least taking your device out, something like that. Uh, yeah. But boy, was I wrong. It was <laughs> from taking pictures that could be starters for stories to yoga poses and finding um, mathematical or ge uh, geometric shapes in it. Um, so very active, very uh, like people had to participate into it. And uh, um, Ben Kalp, um uh, and we said it already, Brainwaves guy. Um, he's also known for a little bit of uh, crazy active um, ideas. And I okay. picked out that last question for you guys. Um, before I go to that question, though, I want to highlight one of the tweets. And that was by Felicity Trepto. And Felicity said, love a photo scavenger hunt. Um, she's used them in math. Um, finding dip different types of triangles, polygons, and so forth and so forth. And she's also used them in grammar parts of uh, speech hunt and other subjects. And um, okay. that was um, an answer to question number four, where you had to like show four pictures. Now, guys, I, I want to know, um, you're pretty active. Um, how do you see possibilities to be active with your device and maybe record something with it? Um, I wanted to spin the question in, in that way. Um, I do insist listeners to go have a look at the answers and, and be inspired by all of them. Um, I want to redirect it a little bit and say, how can you use mobile devices to be more active? Um, Matt, as your P um, background, um, maybe I will start with you and see what you've done before already. I remember 
um, you and I around this time about five years ago, um, and, I, and you know where I'm going. Um, yeah. Matt did four days, I believe, and I think it was 49 um, sessions of jumping on a trampoline. Um, walk <laughs> oh us God, through that back. one, yeah. Walk us through oh. that one. Uh, yeah, well, so we were we were challenged to sort of put on a session around the use of a video to explore learning, and um, but but not for the basic obvious stuff that I might have done in PEI film someone doing rugby or football or something and then analyze it but how how you can use that same approach to develop an understanding of another concept so uh, we were filming someone jumping up on a trampoline but we were actually looking at the transfer of energy from um uh, i'm seeing if i can remember the whole 12 minute <laughs> come on um, let's go but but gravitational to to um, elastic energy, all of that, and and where the point of transfer goes. So using the video uh, to break that down, and I think the main sort of takeaway was that as a PE teacher, I might not understand the science behind it, but what the video does for the learners mm-hmm. is they can take that to their science teacher and say, "This is what we did in PE. I want to understand what's going on. Can you then help me understand this?" Um, and it was, we were just sort of talking about how you can link lessons together and how the technology kind of provides that tool for students to ask questions um, cross-curricular so that they're, they're not only learning in, in silos, which is obviously something we, we want to try and get away from. So, you know, it's just the questions that come out when you watch a video. I mean, we'll do it all ourselves. You'll watch something on TV mm-hmm. and you start to question uh, the, 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 the processes that are going on. I've hugely got into watching Explained on Netflix at the moment. Um, just um, we've talked about this in terms of design programs. Yeah, just yeah. just questioning what you see, and and I think what what video or, or anything when you you film someone or take photos of something happening, mm-hmm. there's so many questions that can come out of that, and it, and it can be something as simple as you know you didn't see something when you when you looked out the window, but when you took the photo of it, you then noticed things because you have more time to reflect on it. Is, does that start a, a piece of poetry? Does that start a, a painting that you want to do? Or um, I think there's so much that you can do when you when you start to to integrate the technology in that way. Nice, um, Johan. From your background, um, <clears throat> and I know, I mean, you have the approach of um, throwing the textbooks out and um, making things active. Um, what would you add to the conversation? No, I think, uh, of course, video is the most important one, uh, I would say, from an evolutionary point of view, and which we talk about quite a lot in this podcast, um, because that's what humans are actually made for. We are made uh, very visual, um, and I think it's really important. But there are several ways that we're interacting and and using technology to move around and and catch, you know, sound or, or... or anything else, um, <clears throat> but I think it's important. And uh, I do a lot. I used to do a lot of laboratory work when I I filmed, and I asked students like, uh, "Can you slow down uh, and make a slow motion of the important uh, when something important is happening?" And I didn't really tell them when it was, so I can see if they could figure it out and things like that. There are many many things that I think is. Uh, uh, really cool when you when you move around mm-hmm. but i i actually when i heard and when you said you thought of something else when you were presenting this yeah uh topic uh i actually think it's important as well just if i may yeah go ahead uh, say that i mean uh the brain is actually made for thinking whilst uh being in movement and and approximately 1.8 miles per hour um uh, so actually, uh, if you want to think about something new to come up with something new or discuss, you should walk 1.8 miles per hour, according to the uh, neuropsychologist uh, and, and professors in that field. Uh, because, you know, exercise increases the intake of oxygen and things like that. So I, I think that's also a perspective that we should talk about. And I think, Matt, you, you've seen that uh, People are more, much more alert on a PE lesson than any other lesson, I would say, wouldn't? Yeah, they? yeah, and yeah, it's hugely. and you see a different, you see children behave in a different way. And yeah, totally. I think ultimately we always used to be asked as PE teachers to go and help out in the maths lesson because the children that behaved in PE 
never behaved in in the maths lesson and and they thought it was down to us as the teachers and the one sort of factor that separates us from from maths is that we're outside and, and we don't have four walls and exactly as you said they they get a bit of space they get to move and mm-hmm. Um, they will be very creative and we used to teach them maths in a practical setting and, yeah. and they'd be completely different children. So yeah, completely agree with what you were saying there about that, that movement and thinking differently. Do you feel that's, that uh, that's, I just want to say that's nothing new. It's like 40 years no. of neuropsychology yeah. and, yeah. and one book that is quite good. It's John Medina's brain rules that you can Love it. Yeah. That yeah. Book. I, I just wanted to. No, that's, that's sorry. The sorry. Kurt. No, 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 no. Cause for, um, for me came what I was thinking about and that's um, taking short breaks and coming back to Martin's question on the previous um, topic um, is taking a walk and, and leaving your, your desk or the room you were in when you were working on a project and that aha moment that comes from um, moving. Um, I mean, there's a famous story about Steve Jobs doing all of his meetings um, walking um, without... Yeah any distractions just on it and i and i think that's been something um for me that's worked just to take a break get up and move um martin talking about um moving you are you're on the road a lot these days yeah um uh, how do you um combine movement and learning he drives in 1.8 miles per hour. That's why he's so <laughs> intelligent. Um, a lot of the time, it's, it's, it's looking at ways that the act, active kind of movement can be integrated into lessons. Um, when, I'm, when I'm delivering sort of workshops, it's, it's very important to, to get the attendees to, to get up and get moving and get active. So a lot of the time, we, we do burst activities where we combine burst and markup and we you know, the science is playing a big part of this of this uh, portion of the chat. And um, what we do is we, we have someone jump up and then we mark up as if we're, we're showing what's happening with gravity and, and things of that nature. Or we'll um, send them on a shape hunt, which is something that I used to do with my with my younger learners, where I would uh, send them on a, a shape hunt around the school to take a picture and then mark up where the, where the picture was. Um, one that I'm quite... Um, quite keen on on, um, developing just now and it's one that I've been doing a little bit of work on is integrating AR in active learning because Mm -hmm. AR is is obviously you need to be moving you need to be it works best when you're outside it works best when you are doing different things where you're incorporating the environment that you have around you so you know Matt was saying about maths some a lot of the time being confined to the classroom I love taking maths outside and actually look at um, and actually look at using AR to to overlay graphs on to uh, onto the side of a building and actually you know make it as big as we can and then see does it matter the the scale of the graph or does the does it does it still look the exact same if we're looking at a parabola does it does the the size affect the does the size affect the the distance or will the gradient will the line of intersection always be the same no matter how big or or how small it is so actually having having pupils explore um explore mathematical concepts by physically seeing and seeing them and manipulating them um, helps with improved recall. Um, helps them to, you know, you know, solve problems that that wee bit better. So that's what I'm quite keen to to do lately. And you know, you were talking about bet. One of the the things I'm going to be doing at bet mm-hmm. is actually working with AR and actually showing how how AR can take those difficult to see concepts and put them into a way by being active, a way that's easy to manipulate change and sort of put right in the hands of the learner. Yeah. It sounds like um, if I listen to you guys and the stories from it is that um, a little bit of the, the creativity and the everyone can create curriculum has this nice side effect of getting you up and moving. Um, if you start thinking about, you have to get up to take a picture. You shoot video and you need someone in front of the camera. So yeah. it's less of the sit and get um, and more of the get up and do something. And go ahead, go ahead. I hear you want to add to something. No, no, no. It was just a, ah. it was it was just a, a slight frog in the back of my throat. Apologies, but okay. no. What I was going to say, <laughs> what I was going to say was, they're mobile devices for a reason. They, they, you know, that's the the beauty of it being a mobile device and where it comes Finally, away. Yeah. yeah, where it comes away from being a 
uh, an ICT replacement, a computer lab replacement is. It's not that at all. It's a it's an additional tool in the arsenal that allows creativity, exploration, activity, active movement, all of these types of things to be integrated into most lessons. Um, yeah. The, the, the funny thing, I think, is, though, that science has always been out in the field. That's what, where you do it. Oh, yeah. Even though we're talking about school now, and it moved into the classroom, and now we're trying to get it out and do more mm-hmm. laboratory work or, or empir- empirical work. And that's how it's always been actually, even though you just had a notebook in the old days. It's history you, repeating itself, yeah. It is, actually, and I, I'm really happy about it because we need to move out again and, and start, you know, exploring, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, be curious Curiosity. and wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Little man. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Um, adding to that, um, and then I'm going to round this up, guys, is uh, – in being in Philadelphia, there's there's a lot of opportunities um, over here, and not everyone has a city. But something that I, I used to do um, was just get out and explore around the school and see what's there. Um, I I do know um, in Philadelphia, my wife did something once called a 90-minute library, where um, the teachers with their specific subject areas were set out to go and explore a certain route in the city. Um, from the P point of view, from the language point of view, um, and then English or French or Spanish, um, whatever language you're trying to cover. Um, There's so much around you um, that you can be aware of. And it's almost like being a tourist and and making that tour. Um, And it doesn't have to be long because you only get 90 minutes, which was about two um, lessons or two periods, uh, one after the other to go and do it. So um, they combined that in um in a pages document um collected cool. it as a book and then shared it with other classrooms so they get could go through that ex- uh, same experience and um having students make a tour for other students or parents makes it meaningful too so combining all of that together um combining it all and creativity and all of that brings me to you matt um we started with uh uh the trampoline and all of that i want to see how you've progressed and hear that first jingle of this new decade you're ready for it so excited oh oh my god so much excitement (laughs) on all sides i know johan's in a in a darker so i'm 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 thinking it might be a very dark moody uh blue monday kind of uh jingle let's hear it let's see Time for questions with Matt. It was actually nice. more of a uh, Zen uh, yeah. meditation, yoga kind of moment. We needed yeah. that. I'm in the yoga yeah. position, ice cream bliss right now <laughs> when I heard that. <laughs> there we go, guys. Uh, welcome to Questions with Matt, the first installment for the new year and um great that we have had a question in from one of our regular listeners miriam walsh um, so let's take a listen to that question now i have a question for matt the first part of it is what goals do you set yourself as an educator um for this year and what you would like to accomplish um in and out of the classroom and the second one is how would you encourage students to set goals for their own learning for this year okay great so pretty much picking up um from the amir chat talking about you know new year's resolutions and it's that time of the year so first one then guys um what goals have you set yourselves for the year ahead um martin i'm going to start off with you yeah just kind of going back to what i mentioned earlier about this uh taking things into bite-sized chunks and actually making sure that I, I manage my time a bit more effectively. Um, one of the things that, that happened certainly towards the, the end of last year, around October, November time, was I just found myself with no time for anything. 
um, I was either in the car or I was delivering workshops. So I'm I'm going to try and and make this a year of simplicity and um, manage my time a bit more effectively. Get back to some projects that I haven't had a chance to do, and make sure that I take time to to get back to to sharing some stuff because I feel like I I, I haven't shared anything for for so long so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting getting a few more ideas i've, I've spent the weekend playing with the uh, reality composer and um, which to my delight um looks like it, it builds the the things with ar um all just like shortcuts um, so it's it's all about actions and how mm-hmm. it all goes together um so yeah i and i think one of the things i'm going to have to simplify is my shortcuts library i did a count today um, and do you want to do you want to take an estimate as to how many shortcuts Surely I have in my library? I do. How many shortcuts? I did. It was got. a shortcut to sh- to count my shortcuts. Um, <laughs> so, would you guys like to take a guess as to how many shortcuts Three I have? Three point six million. Uh, less. Um, Two hundred. More. More. Yeah. Two hundred more. More. Yeah. Oh my god. Seven hundred and forty-one. Less. Seven hundred forty. Four hundred thirty-three. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. just a hassle, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Luckily, there's a new app in launch called Launch Cuts that um, allows you to organize them into folders and by category. So that has made my life a lot easier. But yeah. So, What's the goal in 2019 to have one for each day? Uh, yeah, well, if that was the case, I, I succeeded. Uh, no, it was, it, I mean, some of them are duplicates. So I'm going to go through and, and start to, there's there's a there's a stuff I'm wanting to do with shortcuts this year. That's all I'm going to say. But um, there, there's a few different things I want to do. So yeah, Ooh, simplification mystery. is going to be the goal for this year nice johan what's your goal for the year oh um growing web between my toes i think nice yeah good um probably i just want to keep on working with the integration that we're doing for google i think you're at an exciting point really aren't you where it's not a new goal it's it's really a, a you've launched into something which is quite exciting so it's a continuation isn't it so. yeah definitely and we're trying to get a planning and assessment tool that really takes the power of google and are not destructive or something else like that yeah um yeah cool that's good. That's, I, I, I keep it short right now because no, that's I think good. it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, watch yeah. this space and, and be interested in what you come up with. Kurt, what's your goal for the year ahead? Um, I don't, I'm not a big goal setting kind of guy. Um, I kind of like live day by day in that way. Um, if I would say something for a goal, it's, it's connecting and, and with friends and family and um, getting inspired and um, play. Like go out and, and, and play and, and design for play, those kind of things that bring people together and get people inspired and being part of uh something meaningful. Yeah. In that way. Nice. Yeah. I think mine would mine's probably echoing a little bit of yours, a little bit of mine yeah. as well. I think starting a new a new business this year and, and getting my head around managing my own time and, and managing projects, I think taking on quite a lot. And then seeing the the impact that it then has on family time, um, and so it's just trying to get that balance, um, making sure that's right, so that you know you you've got to be healthy and you've got to have a a good mindset to do the job properly. And and for me, I know I'm healthy and and in a good place when you know I've, I've had some time to spend with the family. Um, so it's it's making sure I keep that balance throughout 2020, so that so that I can be good at my job, but but also be good uh, as a family man as well. So. Nice. Second part of the question, then, guys, is really about flipping that question to um, encouraging our students to set goals for their own learning and any tips you might have to to support people with that. Kurt, I'm going to start with you, really, because, like you said, you're not really a goal setting sort of person. No, um, no. But 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 where do you see there is a an, uh, a benefit to setting goals when when working with students and their own learning? Do you have any any thoughts on that? Um, I think benefits from setting goals with students is one, um, you get to really listen to them and get to know your students. And then 
I think as a teacher and a coach, you can help them set goals a little further than they think about themselves or maybe yeah. live a, a little lower. Um, the ones who say they're, they're going to do big things and, and, you know, maybe you need to like help them plan a little bit better. But um, specifically, yeah. the students that I always love to work with is the ones that underestimate themselves and how can you push them and show them that um, there's a lot of potential in them. Yeah, nice. Martin, any, any thoughts to add? Yeah, I think uh, just kind of echoing that a little bit where, you know, it's it's kind of give them bite-sized chunks. It's sometimes easier for them to, to manage a project if they if they have achievable goals, if they have something that they can do within a, a short space of time rather than you must, you know, welcome to the first day of the year, you must have your assignment at the end of the year and by this date. I, I don't know about you guys, but that just left me absolutely with a feeling of over overwhelmed. You know, I just felt overwhelmed whenever I got something like that. So I think yeah. keeping it simple and making it easy easier for them to digest. Yeah. Johan, any any thoughts on uh, on ways to support students with their with their goal setting? Not really. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think it's just important to be uh, really, like I said before, um, early uh, with the goals and and managing them and show them what we said before that when you do something little. It's something good that makes them happy to to take the next step. And I think the step should be really, really small. Uh, because the more good you do, the more good you feel about yourself. And I, I think that's important all the way through. Um, yeah. yeah, that's why I think it's important. I, I think I think for me, I, I'm almost going to counter what you've said. I, I really want my students to, to realize that, that they can change a system. Um, yeah, and going to school as trainee teachers, I think all too often they can feel uh, at the bottom of the pile um, that they've got to learn a lot from existing teachers, and they they can't rock the boat too much. And and where I I fully understand that because you don't want to go in and be this kind of know it all young educator. At the same time, I know that they've got a lot of fantastic ideas, and I kind of want them to set a goal for themselves to to try to encourage change and maths. in their bathroom. So. Oh, sorry. But isn't it weird that people still think that they need to know a lot of stuff, even though they're beginners? Yeah, it's like you have to be the finished finished model. Like yeah, instantly. it's still there um, all through. Yeah. And I, I think we need to change that. Yeah. 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 Good. 2020. Guys, thanks. <laughs> 2020 is the year for change. <laughs> uh, we all have good eyesight in 2020, so uh, cool. we can see the future. You can. Guys, thanks for your input um, and, and your thoughts there. Uh, and if you wanted to uh, send us a question for questions with Matt, we will let you know how to do that uh, in the final part of the show. Well, it's that time of the show where it's actually time to end the show. We've had a couple of good chats to recap. We've had an excellent question for Matt. Um, yeah, for uh, for the first official show back this year, guys, I think it's been pretty good. What do you think? Very yeah. good. Yeah, it was good. So we yeah. got, uh, <laughs> nice. got room for improvement. <laughs> As, hey, that's the way it has to be. There's always got to be room for improvement. One way we can do that is next week, Kurt. So why don't you tell everybody what we can improve upon well, next week next week is is a good one for uh for jingles i think and for uh resolutions because um emea kicks it off with everyone can create with um garage band or garage band however um you want to pronounce it from and listening from and, how do you say um, in belgium we would say the music up Ooh, nice. <laughs> nice music up in Swedish. yeah exactly <laughs> um Owen Hughes and Richard Hopkins, two experts in uh, that field, will uh, will kick that off. That's Tuesday, January 14 at 8 p.m. GMT. And then the America's Chat follows at the same day after that. And that's Educator 2020, the Resolution Factory. Um, and that's hosted by Brian Tim and Amanda Mask. And they share resolutions and goals for 2020. Nice. 
Um, and of course, we'll have questions with Matt, as we always do. If you want to leave us uh, a question with Matt, you can do so via the Anchor app at anchor.fm forward slash last dash recap. You can uh, leave us a voice message or you can send a tweet using the hashtag questions with Matt and our Twitter handles are coming up right now after this message from Johan. Yeah. Um, so you can find us on Twitter at last recap the whole show but i want to ask you guys where we can find you on twitter so i start with you martin where can we find you yeah you can find me at mcoots c-o-u-t-t-s 81 brilliant and the philadelphia man where can we find you <laughs> and that's at m-e-e-s-t-r-k-u-r-t and the pin code mr <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find you, Matt? I am at MAT6453. And you can find me at Anderson underscore EDU. And uh, I just want to say to all of you, thank you for downloading this podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us. Listeners, comments and ratings keep us high in the rankings so that new listeners can find us. Be sure to find us at Last Recap on Twitter for more news and podcasts. And with that, Martin, I think we would like to say good night and goodbye. Yeah. So good night. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Good night. Bye.